and just to begin with, we're talking about being spiritually close, and there's several things that I've already shared with you regarding being spiritually close. Our vision right now is socially distant and yet spiritually close. And you'll notice if you have followed us that we're looking at our ministry right now. We have three life systems. And uh, you can just roll through those and, and I'll show you our, our three freedom life systems. First of all, it has to do with our uh, freedom connection. So you're going to have this church webcast uh, constantly Sundays, 9 and 11, we're going to be live, and Wednesday at 7, and then online prayer is really important to us right now, so prayer at comegetfree.org, and our online prayers Mondays at 11, we'll probably be doing more of those. Now, our second uh, life system is freedom at home, and when I say freedom at home, I'm talking about messages and Bible studies, youth ministry, kids ministries, and soul care. You can go to our website and connect with these things during the season. Uh, in fact, after this webcast, we're going to do children's ministry. You can check it out uh, at Freedom at Home, or you'll just see a broadcast after this of uh, our, our children's ministry, just a special time for parents and their kids. And then our third uh, life system is community compassion. We're looking for more and more ways in order to impact uh, our community, we're doing a, compa a compassion card outreach where we're going to all of our neighbors and letting them know that freedom is here. We love them. We're looking to find their needs and meet them. And we also want to get cards to you so you can minister to your neighbors. Also, our compassion center is open as usual, and you can connect with that. So all of these things are going on because we, though we are socially distant, believe that we need to be spiritually close. According to Colossians chapter 2 and 5, although we are physically separated, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how stable you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. So we're preparing for a lot of things. Also, I want you to know that Easter is just three weeks away. So uh, uh, one way or another, we're going to have a spectacular Easter Sunday. Can I get an amen from somebody? So uh, get ready to get involved in all of the things that are going on. Because God wants us to be stronger than ever. Can I get an amen? God wants us to be stronger than ever. And I believe that... Oh, it, excuse me. Uh, hey, look who's back. I, he was here Wednesday as well. I know who you are. <laughs> oh, we're going to do this again? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who are you? Who? No, who? I'm not who. I'm with who. Yeah, you're with who. Right. Yeah, like who is who? And who's on first? I get the gift. Who's okay, on first? I, I love I that. I get it. Anyway, I'm so back. who are you? Who? Special Agent Collis. From? I'm who? Who? Yes. Who? Exactly. Who are you with? That's exactly what I'm trying You're to do. You're with who? I love that. That is so funny. Has so. anybody known that your pastor is a smart out? Yeah, it's a spiritual gift. But it is so. Anyway, I'm World here. World Health just Organization. I correct, know. I got it. So I was just making sure. Welcome back. Yes, it looks like you're still on your skeleton crew. Only got right. about eight people in the room. No, but we've got like hundreds. I, I was know. Looking, I know. You like, have the. And they haven't listed all their families, but we've got like hundreds of imaginary friends. They're like imaginary friends. If you look, they're there. Right. Yeah. Like Glenn is watching, and Valerie is watching, and. Arlene and Sheila is watching and okay. Jennifer Bradley. Anyway, I've got things to do. You okay. can't all list right. all hundreds of people. Okay? All right. So I've got things to do, places to go. All right. Do your I just whatever. need to whatever let you, you guys know that 
This is very serious. Okay. I'm One of the things that we found, and I believe this to be scriptural. Scriptural. Oh, wow. Only the strong survive. Well, that's not exactly what the I read it. It's says. in there. Okay, like. Second Psalms. Be strong and courageous. Anyway, so. All right. Only the strong survive. So I need, it looks like, um, Okay. Looks like you could use some uh, exercising okay, that's in nice. this general area. Right and if here. you hope to survive, you need to get strong, okay? Okay. So right. I'm going to need you to do some jumping jacks. Right, I'm, I'm sure you stuff. remember no. this from high school jumping jacks. 74 years ago. Okay, is there anybody named Jack? Everybody named Jack needs... No, that's not it. Jumping jacks. Okay, we're going to try them. Ready? Right, like these? Yes. Okay. Ready? Begin. One, One two, three. You're not even jumping. Okay, there we One, go. One. You're supposed One, to do your arms. Two, there you go. Okay. Three. All right. Okay, I did three. Okay, that's right. the starting. Okay. Okay, how about burpees? Um, I think burpees. some people might know them as uh, squat thrusts, but we call them burpees Burpees, now. burpees. Correct. Okay. Um, so okay. burpees. Everybody burp. Let's go ahead and okay. do some... No, we're not... One of those. No. No? Okay. No. That's not what we're talking about. No, listen, I'm here. I'm here to help make you strong so that you and your congregation of eight people can survive. Okay. Okay? All right. So we're so, going to be stronger. I need you guys to be strong. Okay. Okay? Burpees. Ready? Let's do burpees. You go down. Down. You kick your feet back. Kick feet back. Then you come back up and you and jump. You come back okay? up. Jump. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you can handle that? No. I bet Emory Dix could do it, though, but... Okay, never mind. He's shaking his head. Yeah. I don't right. think he wants to survive. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway. we'll, we'll work on that. Everybody, how many are going to exercise? Do a little Listen, exercise. I have other places to go. If you're not going to exercise with me, if you're not interested oh, in being strong. We're going to do it. If you're not interested in being strong. As soon as you strong, leave, I've we're going to exercise. Okay. Well, anyway, I've got other places to go. I think i got to go check out Grace Bible Church. Okay. Um, and wave. Remember wave. And wave. All right. Everybody's wave. Okay. Let's hear it for Who? 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 Who that? Okay, so um, let's exercise and let's get stronger. How many believe we should get stronger? We need to be stronger. And uh, this has been on my heart uh, for a while, all the way back in January. I'll mention more of this. I want to talk to you about, uh, about this truth of getting stronger than ever before. And sometimes it's difficult to feel stronger, especially when it seems like God is distant. Has anybody ever felt like God was like a million miles away? And, and, and you, need, you need to feel God closer. Uh, and, and when you feel isolated, you end up feeling weak. There are things that you can do to exercise your faith. There are truths that you can embrace that are going to make a difference. Let me just talk about this because when God seems distant, you need to know he is up to something. How many have experienced it when it seemed like God was distant and that's a time of growth? I want you to look at Romans 8:36 and read it with me right where you are. For your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now you might say, pastor, that's not a really encouraging scripture. It's Interesting that that particular scripture is con con considered a, a part of Psalm uh, and in and, and, and Psalm uh, 42, that particular scripture is considered a part of a love song. And so uh, anybody ever, anybody like love songs? Anybody like love songs? 
You know, all this isolation, probably people singing love songs right now. I want to go, I'm not going into that. I'm not going into that. But, but uh, there are some love songs that I've listened to before that are just not amazing love songs. Like, they're the exact opposite. Like, uh, remember, you know, Smokey Robinson singing uh, The Tracks of My Tears. Not a great love song. Or Prince. Everybody loves Prince. I know. Anybody remember the song When Love when, when Doves Cry? You remember that song? It's just it, I guess it's a song but it's a heartbreaking song or if you're a country music fan, Willie Nelson, you were always on my mind. Sorry, that was my best Willie Nelson impersonation. Uh, I don't know how to impersonate Adele, but Rolling in the Deep is another love song that's a heartbreak song. They're just songs about people Falling apart, you know, Adele sings, we could have had it all, rolling in the deep, you had my heart and soul, but you played it to the beat. You know, there's, there's a, another song uh, by Kelly Clarkson, perhaps you've heard this one, what doesn't kill me makes, you, what, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Uh, I guess I, I, I get the idea of that song. Let me show you something about difficult times in your life in Romans 8:37 Paul says this in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in Christ Jesus our lord at, at times like these, some people want to know where God is. And I, and I must agree that sometimes God feels distance. But the distance is a positional place where sometimes our insecurities begin to be evident. In fact, our insecurities scream. That uh, scripture I was talking about from Romans 8 is a quote from Psalm 44:24 where Paul where, where the where the psalmist writes why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression listen when you feel that way there's something that you need to know and I'm speaking to all of the church this morning because it seems like God is distant right now when God is distant you are in training. Somebody say amen. That's right. When God is distant, you're doing jumping jacks. When God is distant, you're doing push-ups. You're doing burpees. You're getting better. When God seems distant, God is exercising you. Has anybody ever done any weight training before? Got any heavy weight lifters out there? You guys that you know, lift barbells and you know exactly how much you can bench? You know, I understand there are two types of weight training. There is performance or aesthetic. One type of weight training makes you look good on the outside, and the other is so you will be changed on the inside. That's deep, isn't it? The isolation that we feel that we are in right now seems overwhelming. I'm not a fan I'm not good at it myself. I don't, I don't like isolation. I prefer the building full right here. But 
It, it feels sometimes like it's a curse. And that's what that scripture was saying in Psalm 44. You know, like I, I really like to go into a restaurant and sit down. But I have to go home. But can I tell you, just so you know, my wife is a really good cook. So expect me to put some weight on. But there are others also, the isolation is different. There are those who have lost their jobs. There are those that are afraid of their futures. There are others that are ill. There are people that are sick. There are still others who have lost loved ones. And, and the question is, where is God in all of this? And I want you to know, he is strengthening you. Say it. God, you are strengthening me. He is changing your course. He is teaching us to call upon him. We're losing some of our self-sufficiency. And you might say, I just don't feel like I look good on the outside. I'm telling you that God is strengthening you on the inside. He is moving. You know that scripture in 2 Chronicles 7, 14? Here's an exercise. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So he says, there are some bad things that have happened, but then he goes on to say, yeah, there's some tough things that have happened, but I've got you in training. You're going to pray more than you prayed before. You're going to call upon God more than you've ever called upon him before. Some of us in our, in our struggles right now are struggling with my concept because God does seem distant. So let me show you a couple of settings where Jesus purposefully, I'm telling you, on purpose, there are a couple of occasions that we see that Jesus distanced himself. He separated himself. And I want to show you why he separated himself. First of all, when God is distant, your faith must increase. In Mark chapter 6 and 46, the Bible says, Jesus left them, and he went up to the mountainside to pray. That's easy to have faith when everything is going great. Amen? There's no pandemic. I mean, how great was your faith when the stocks were secure and the markets were increasing? But every now and again, now and again when we are feeling so important and settled, sometimes we need a little reminder that it's impossible to grow in God. It's impossible to please God without something called faith. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now notice the first part of this moment in, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus leaves them and he goes to pray. So he is, the Bible says that Jesus is always praying for us. He is ever interceding. Listen, even when you're not praying, he is praying. He often prayed that their faith would increase. He knew we had to go through tough times and take up our cross and follow him. But in Mark chapter 6, he leaves them and tells them that they're supposed to go to another location. So Jesus, even when the disciples go out to sea and they're in a boat, the Bible says in Mark 6, he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake and he was about to pass them by. I don't know that we read the scripture this clearly, but now it makes sense. 
I don't think we've read this before. He went down to the water to get a little closer, to get a closer look at his disciples. And he also went because he told them that he would catch up with them later and then he disappeared. They went on out in the boat. Now, Matthew records the story with Peter walking on the water, but for some reason, Mark doesn't deal with that portion. Mark's gospel says, Jesus, as he's walking on the water, he was about to just pass them by, and he stopped watching them. He was watching them as they were struggling at the oars. And he said to them, get this, while they're fighting at the oars, while they're in a storm, he says to them, be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. He gave them a glimpse of himself. And then he went up into the boat to them and the wind ceased. Now the rendering of this story here doesn't say that he spoke to anything. The scripture doesn't say here that he spoke to the winds or spoke to the waves. He just got into the boat and then the winds ceased. It seems to me that Jesus knew exactly when to show up. He let them deal with their struggles and then he said, be of good cheer. I'm here. Anybody ever done any lifting weights or maybe you've seen somebody lift weights before and they lifted something that they've never lifted before over their head and they drop it and they go, yes, look at what I've done. And they begin to celebrate their victory. Can you imagine when we all get through this storm and we realize that through the power of Christ inside of us and the power of faith that we have risen above it, that we've gotten through this pandemic and we're back together and you all run back in the church and we're giving each other high fives and embracing one another and celebrating the miracles that have taken place, how you got through with less than you realized you could get through with and God is victorious. Can you imagine that shout of victory when you realize that God made you stronger in the middle of the storm? See, he may seem distant, but let's keep trusting him. Let's do what we need to do. Let's keep pulling at the oars. I know stay at home as much as possible. Keep washing your hands. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. This storm will be over. Jesus is letting us ride it out, but your faith is growing. And when this is over, you will be better than you've ever been before. Your children will celebrate the time that you spent at home with them. You will have learned to cook better. Your garage will finally be organized. And maybe your life will be changed as you have taken the time to call upon the Lord in the midst of the crisis, and he has climbed into your home. How many believe he's the master of our lives? Anybody believe that? That he can take time to be with you, that the sea will calm. Somebody has said before, sometimes he calms the storm. Sometimes he calms his children. He can stop it but he'll also take you through it. And one more thing, one one other moment where Jesus was distant and he teaches us here, he teaches us that when he distanced himself, himself from us, he is about to teach us the greatest truths. This is in John chapter 11. Do you remember this story about his friend Lazarus? In John chapter 11, The Bible says there was a man named Lazarus who was sick and he was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. 
This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Remember that great worship? Remember that moment when Mary was actually close to Jesus? When Jesus was actually spending time in their house and they felt that he was close? Now, now this is where we should be focusing on right now. This particular passage during this holy season of Lent. It's the story of a sickness and everyone knew the severity of it. Lazarus was about to die Others were concerned, their hearts were heavy, and perhaps this is an appropriate time to discuss this. This COVID-19 scoreboard that I'm watching is getting old, but it is telling. I'm sure it has changed since the last time I looked at it. However, in the world, there's like uh, 275,000 or more cases. Now, 95% of them are mild and 5% are serious, but 90,000 of the people have already recovered. Praise God, they've recovered from it. But when I think of the odds of dying from COVID-19, I think if that was a lottery and I had a 95% chance of winning, I I might want to buy that ticket. You know what I'm saying? But then you have something else you need to take care to consider, and that is there have been over 11,000 deaths, and mostly older people with underlying health conditions. And you say, yeah, but can I tell you, that's your dad, your mom, your grandfather, your great-grandparents, your neighbor, your aunt, your uncle, people that we love. It's Lazarus is who it is. Lazarus was the older brother of Mary and Martha. You know they would do anything to save him. Don't you know that? They would do what they had to do. They would stay at home. They would wash their hands. They would do whatever it took. He has a sickness, and it's a sickness that is taking him to the grave, and it's, it was deadly. It's, it's that kind of sickness that people need a miracle from. And then people say, well, where's Jesus? Lazarus is sick. Jesus, where are you? And Jesus did something that just makes me crazy. He distanced himself, and he did not come in the time that they wanted him to. And John chapter 11, verse 5 continues the story the Bible says Jesus loved Mary and her sister, or Martha and her sister Mary and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And you know the rest of the story. Jesus stayed away, and when he finally arrives, Lazarus had died. In John chapter 11, verse 14, he told his disciples, he said, he said Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there, so that you may believe but let us go to him. So Jesus, where are you while all of this is going on? And then Jesus says, I'm glad I wasn't there because I want you to believe. In other words, I want your faith to increase. So finally, Jesus shows up. And the Bible says in verse 25 of John 11 that Mary and Martha had the same response. They said, Lord, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then he says, do you believe this? You see what he's doing? He's building their faith. And they say, yes, Lord. 
I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into this world. In fact, why don't we say that together? Everybody shout, yes, Lord, I believe. Say it. Yes, Lord, I believe. Come on. Build your faith with me right now. Shout it. Yes, Lord, I believe. You see, it's no longer rhetoric now. I believe in the Lord even when I don't see him right now. I believe even when I don't understand what is going on. I believe This story really is not even about Lazarus. Jesus is saying, it's about you, Mary. It's about you, Martha. It's about all of you, my disciples. That's what he's saying. I want you to know who I am. I want it to no longer be lip service. I don't want it to just be religious rhetoric on a Sunday morning when it's easy to raise your hands because you're in a room full of hundreds of people. No, I want it to be true right there in your homes. Listen, right there in your living room. Go ahead, lift your hands and shout, yes, Lord, we believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. I know it's tough. Somebody shout, God is good. Somebody shout it. God is good. All the time. God is good. Jesus may seem distant, and we don't have all of the answers, but we are getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. The children are getting stronger. People are coming to the Lord. This is like that 9-11 moment 20 years ago. I'm telling you, this is that kind of a moment when we need to get ready for an outpouring, for a great revival, when the doors open back up, there's going to be a tidal wave of the presence of God. The Lord spoke this to us last January right here at the church. Remember that day when the Lord spoke that 2020 was going to be the year of strength and that 2020 was going to be the year where we served one another. And on that particular Sunday, I passed out antibacterial wipes to the whole congregation. And we turned and we washed one another's hands so that we could cleanse one another. I'm telling you, we're walking through that moment. And some of you are asking, why do I need to be strengthened? And I want you to know why as I close this out this morning. I want you to know why. I found it in Revelation Chapter 5 and verse 9 and 10. The Bible says they sang a new song. And this was the song they sang. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. Speaking of Jesus. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God. Now read that last line with me. Read it. And we shall reign on the earth. Do you realize that right now you are in training for reigning? Would you embrace that right now? I know you would say, well, I'm just going to reign one day. No, God is changing us in these moments. Jesus is going to return and take us away. But then we're all coming back. At the renewal of all things, this earth will be completely restored. And those who are strengthening themselves, those are being strengthened in their faith and their lives. People like you, you're going through it, but you're not losing faith and you're trusting in the Lord. We will all be with him and we will rule and we will reign with the Lord Jesus. Hold on. Trust the Lord. Keep watching for him. Allow him to deal with your thoughts, with your feelings. I know they're changing right now, but
But you're learning to pray like you've never prayed before. You're learning to wait on the Lord. You're learning that God is good. And listen, you are going to reign. You're in training and God is strengthening you. I love you so much. I love you. Come on, let's praise God for his word today. Let's praise God. I'm praying for you right now that the Holy Spirit would rest upon you and he would quiet your fears. I'm praying for you now that you would sense the presence of God in your house. That those of you who are afraid would know that though it seems that God is distant, he's watching you. And you're going to get through this storm. In fact, say it. Say it out loud right there. I'm going to get through it. Post it. We're going to get through this. Post it. We're going to get through this storm. I'm in training right now. And say it. God is faithful. Say it. God is faithful. He is faithful. You're loved. I love you. The Lord Jesus loves you. He knows. He knows where you are. Could we do something right now? Just take a little bit more time with me. There are those of you that are watching that may need to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus. It's not that easy. I don't need to walk you through a prayer. Just tell Jesus that he is the Lord. And in your heart, make that declaration that he is the Lord of your life. Surrender yourself to him. Surrender yourself entirely to him. Just repent of your past and allow the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from all of your sin. And welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Praise God. If you're giving your life to Jesus right now, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and let me know. I'd like to send you some information. I'd like to call you, contact with you, make contact with you. But all of us, sometimes we just need to feel Holy Spirit close to us. And you can do this now if you want. I know you don't have right there in your room just the regular elements that we use, but perhaps you have some bread or Perhaps you have there nearby some juice. I know it'd be great if you had some grape juice, but I don't care if you had some orange juice or a cup of water or something that you could take in your hands. We sanctify it. And we say in the name of Jesus, that these elements remind us and call us to know who we are and call us to remember the very presence of the Lord Jesus. He wants you to know he is close. That's why before... He distanced himself and went to the cross and ascended to heaven. First of all, the Lord gave them the bread and he gave them the wine. And he said, this bread is my body, which is broken for you. And this cup is my blood, which is poured out for you. The cup, the blood of the new covenant. Would you take a piece of bread? Go ahead, take it. Yeah, run on into the kitchen and grab that loaf of bread. Go ahead and pass it around. We sanctify it in the name of Christ, the body of our Lord Jesus. Take it. And he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said, this bread is my body broken for you. Take it and eat it in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, the blood of Jesus, the blood of the new covenant. And he said, receive, receive it in remembrance of me. Let him be close to you now as you receive it. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you that though you feel distant at times, 
we know you are truly always close and you are strengthening us. You are strengthening us. Bless Freedom Fellowship. Bless this church. Let it be strong and vibrant. Be glorified in this house, I pray. This community that's all over the cities, all over Hampton Roads, I bless them. I love them. Speak healing and help. I bless you in the name of Jesus, that you would know that God is near, that you would know that he is faithful. I love you. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. I love you. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming to church this morning at Freedom. Thanks for being a part of the Freedom family. Thanks for your faithfulness. Thank you for your prayers, for your support. I'll be coming on live again at 11 o'clock. Call some friends. Tell them that they can be a part of a live gathering of church. I love you. May the Lord bless you. Amen. I'll see you again very soon. Stay connected. Connect with us. Be a part of our prayers. In Jesus' name. I love you. Bye-bye. Love you, Freedom.